If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. We are here for the 100th and 50th time at least 150th at oh, least i probably miscounted somewhere yeah this could be only 149 or 151 but it's the cu podcast completely unnecessary podcast going strong for five and a half years we out here more than five and a half years already yep alongside irritable ian ferguson howdy i'm paltry pat country and um pat not poultry poultry and uh we have a lot poultry? of poultry I just said not poultry. Poultry. Oh, poultry. That's yeah. I said poultry. Uh, yeah, still funny. My, my little chicken legs. Well, we talk about lots of great stuff. Something we never spoke about in the podcast before about the DC uh, EU movies. We've never mentioned them. We, that wasn't our first topic ever on the podcast or anything. Resident Evil games being more expensive on Switch. The Paprium fiasco, which sounds like a uh, a lack of a spice out there. <laughs> um, collectibles being sold by people. Wow, that's new. Uh, a scumbag son of the week, uh, tales from the game store, and a Q and A topic or two. Ian, what do you think about when you think about 150 episodes or podcasts? I say, uh, boy, we've been doing this for a long time. Boy, we've been doing it. Yeah. Well, in our defense, not in our defense. So, for the first two months of this of this year, we've been doing these uh, weekly. So we're, we're going there faster. We would have yeah. been here like a year and a half ago. We would have been here a long time ago, or two years ago. <laughs> yeah, so um, definitely going weekly has sped it up, but I feel like the content is more or less still the same, which is great. As as bad as it's ever been. Yep. As mediocre as it's ever been. And uh, it's been fun. It's been it's been wild and wacky. It's been wild and wacky? I, I, I look at us having 150 episodes, and I'm like, that's a ton. And then I look at the podcasts that are in like the 200s and 300s. And it's like, but, those, but they cheat and do them weekly. And we started that's before not, most of them. <laughs> I don't think that's cheating they necessarily. Cheat. Well, I'm just going to say, this isn't a humble brag, uh, but we used to be scoring the top 10 of gaming podcasts when we came out. Sure. Like, uh, episodes used to get in the top five. Again, this is 2013, 14, where there wasn't a huge amount. And most of them were like from IGN, a lot of these podcasts. And if we had been doing them weekly, we, we would have doubled our numbers and we would have been up there. Sure. You know, we would have been doing, we would have been the ones with like doing the traveling conventions instead of kind of funny. We would, we would have our, our shows where we come out. We should do that. We should go on Ticketmaster and some. But no, it's been, <laughs> it, but it's been fun. It's, it's been good. Ian's a, Ian's a good chap most of the time. Yeah, Pat's okay. I'm just okay. Most that's, of the time. That's the most compliment he's given me the past five years. He's okay most of the time. You know, we still butt heads from time to time, but whatever. Not as, probably not as awfully as we used to, I think. No, certainly not. And we both we both simmered down a little bit. Yeah, we I'm a lot less crazy. Ian's... I'm a lot less crazy. <laughs> a lot less crazy. Ian doesn't have the... the, the hangry energy i would say <laughs> he acts hangry when he's not hangry sometimes i'll just say um we have an nes marathon charity marathon we sure do supporting rady children's hospital go to nesmarathon.com you can donate to see us play a game we're gonna have a spinny wheel 
with a dry eraser, and I'm, we're going to come up tomorrow. And we're going to finalize it. I think one of them is going to be like Pat Sings. Uh, maybe a different system game can be played. If you spin the wheel, every 500 bucks, you spin the wheel, make a deal. And that's what's going to happen. I'll just, Physical challenge. I'll just shoot straight hot sauce. I don't think we're supposed to. I don't think you're allowed to drink liquor. Are you allowed to drink liquor? Hot sauce. Can you, can you drink liquor, though? Yeah. You can? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I don't know what the stream's uh, TOS is, but we're doing that for a great cause. I think we're over 1,000 already. We have a couple sponsors. PRGD's back in there. We're going to have a few more. Luna Video Games, two locations. Chulavis and El Cajon will probably sponsor again. And, and more. And we're going to have Andre Meadows and uh, Gerard Khalil, Khalil and, and Alex Fasciano about there and, and, and Vani and Ian and me and maybe a guest. We'll see. No spike the hole. Ruin my, ruin my, my, my place. It's a shame. It's a shame. Um, then uh, you can go to uh, UltimateSNES.com for a certain Super Nintendo guidebook. There's 10 days left. Then you can never get it after that ever. ever. Wink, wink. Yeah, get it now. Uh, then sad news about Keith, Keith Flint uh, of the Prodigy fame passing away at 49. Yep, that's if you want to talk, talk about it real quick, but very influential, obviously, for electronic music. One, the, the biggest act of the 90s probably for electronic music and really helped yeah, make it, was, it more mainstream. He was huge. Um, I mean... Wasn't a fa- was, he wasn't there in the first album. Right? He was. He's a dancer. He was just a dancer? So the, the Prodigy, so the Prodigy was together. It that was, was two guys originally. It's, so Liam Hollett is the only guy who really does the music. And then there was Maxim and um, Keith Flint. And if you look on the back of the first album, you'll see Keith Flint, and he's there. Long, oh, he is. Long blonde I thought hair. he didn't actually produce any music, though, until like the second he, or third. He doesn't, but that, he, he didn't. But they were still They were still around a band. Them. They're okay. still a band that was, that was considered the group. Okay. And uh, same with uh, music for the Jilted Generation. And then... Is that the second? That's the second one. Okay. And then when Fed of the Land came out... Uh, he, I mean, it's, the front it's, fun, it's funny yeah. too because you look at the pictures of him on the first two albums, and then you look at him on Fed of the Land, and it's obviously very different. But um, by adding a frontman to the Prodigy, they kind of broke that that weird. Uh, people had hangups in the '90s about electronic music, especially music without like vocals. So it's by, not real music. I heard this from from assholes in college. Yeah. it's not real music. I was like, what is that? What do you What do you like? A fucking old old man in the '50s thinking yeah. rock and roll is not music? It's music, electronic music. What the fuck are you talking about? So Keith Flint, you know, went from being you know a dancer and a, you know an auxiliary member of the group to arguably transforming them and giving them their pop success. Mm-hmm. By creating a, a a front man an icon, someone to visually associate with with the band. And uh, if you do, if you don't know out there, if you if you don't know what we're talking about, Land was what the third album. It was one album. that blew them out. The Firestarter, Firestarter, Smack breathe. My Bitch Up and Breathe. Like, yep. And and they had the front man. I forget the other guy's name, but they did. They were all over their MTV. Maxim. They were performing, and this was something that you did not see before. Electronic group like performing in the mainstream. It just was not a thing before that. Um, then after that, it opened the door to people uh, listening to other electronic music, like Fatboy Slim got popular. And so it, they really did like bust down the door for that. And I was huge into electronic music, music in the late nineties, obviously Ian uh, was as well. So it really was nice to see something like that happen. Um, and uh, yeah, it's 49 is way too young, obviously. Yep. Um, it's a shame. So, yeah, that's a bummer. Uh, my my friend and I were were talking that you know we're getting to this this age now where we can see these people who grew up and went through that scene, and uh, yeah, I mean it'll be interesting. I, none of these people were kind to their bodies for the most part. So, sure. So you know but, uh, that's not how 
that's not how Keith Flint passed away. He unfortunately took his own life. Um, but you know, the, the, the mileage, I guess, that you put on your body and your mind, you know? Oh, sure. If you're, if you're doing a lot of drugs and alcohol, even if your health is fine, yeah, your mind's still a little messed up. You have, um, depression mixed in with there as well. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, I'm not saying that's what happened, but it doesn't help to watch. It doesn't help. Right. Substance abuse never helps. Um, so yeah, it's just sort of sad. I'm, I'm glad to see though that that people online came out and say like, "Oh, this is very important." It wasn't just like tossed aside, right? And I think they they had this, they just had an album, I believe. They did. Sweet. They did. They were they were about to tour in the U.S. as well. well that's a shame, then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you can still I mean, tour was, with Adam, but that was a huge singing, part of my youth. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we're gonna move on with the the, the topics of the day. In oh yeah, Pat. We've never spoken about ever this topic. It wasn't the first topic ever on the podcast ever. Uh, talking about the state of the DCEU, or if you wanted to say the DC movies universe, cinematic universe. So they basically confirmed Warner Brothers that that little experiment's done. Yep. It's over. Kevin Sujihara, the chief of Warner Brothers, has confirmed the studio has moved away from the idea of a connected universe for its DC superhero properties, otherwise known as the DCEU. Rest in peace, DCEU, uh, 2015 to 2019, basically. Because the first uh, Man of Steel wasn't connected to anything originally. Right. Then they decided everything needed to be connected. Everything needed to be connected. They needed to copy the Marvel formula. So right after, on our first podcast, they they cast uh, Affleck, right? Right. That, that was, was our that first. Was our first. Two thousand thirteen. Yeah, our first topic. In, in late summer. You had Moody Batman. So that's what they decided. You know what? We want to we want to jump forward to Justice League because they saw what Marvel had done over four years, built up to their own cinematic universe, which had never been done before to that extent, building up over over was it four or five movies to right. get to Avengers. You had. Uh, Captain America, you had Iron Man, Iron Man uh, 1 and 2, you had uh, Thor, um, and then you had, um, I'm missing one, Hulk. Incredible Hulk counts as yeah. well. So you had multiple movies to build up. Um, and then, you know, DC, more uh, was like, we can do that. We can, we got superheroes too. We can totally do this. I don't like Marvel. It'll be easy. I don't like Marvel Studios. We control them all. They're not splintered out everywhere. Well, now they have almost everyone back. Thank God. Um, so they decided to rush to do Batman v Superman. So, so at the time, Ian and I were like, "Okay, this is risky because you're doing the exact opposite of what Marvel's doing." Right? You're not you're, doing it slow. You're doing it fast. You're doing it fast. You're introducing in, in Batman v Superman. Man, they introduce there's a Flash cameo, Cyborg man, uh, Cyborg guy cameo, uh, Cyborg. <laughs> no, still not. Uh, Jason Momoa cameo, Mom Man cameo in that, and then. You basically uh, Wonder Woman co-stars, and then you have Batman and Superman. Yeah, it's basically and, and it's intru- basically Justice League point five. And you're introducing oh. the Batman as yes. well. Yes, you're, you're introducing, introducing the, him the new Batman after well. a successful trilogy with, with uh, from Nolan, which has no connection to anything else. You're introducing him not in his own movie, but as a foil to Superman, and having a huge fight that same year in 2016. Remember, it was 2016. That that came out only. It came out only two and a half years ago, Batman v Superman. 
Really? Yes. Huh. That's wild. Because it came out right when when Civil War did. Uh. And that was 2016. Do I have that wrong? I don't know. I'm looking. Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. What's the date of that, Ian? Uh, We're looking, we're looking, we're looking here. It is... Release was March 25th, 2016. Yeah. And then they did Justice League a year later in 2017. And they did... uh, And then also Wonder Woman came out in early 2017, I believe. And then you had uh, Aquaman come out late last year. So... You had them do the opposite. They went basically uh, Justice League 0.5, then Justice League, before most of the characters besides Wonder Woman did not have their own movie. And yeah. Superman. They, they basically which, which, did, again, they, again, Man of Steel was not supposed to be connected to anything at first. Yeah. It was supposed yeah. to be all disconnected. So, yeah, they did the ensemble movie first and then afterwards tried to drip out the... And they didn't even get there. That's what's so frustrating about this. Right. They had this plan for, okay, this is going to be Cyborg, then we're going to do Flash, then we're going to do Batman, then we're going to start doing, then we're going to do uh, Green Lantern, then build them all in there. And they couldn't even do, like, two a year to this point of right. individual. They couldn't. Flash is gone. Like, Flash is not going to happen. That's supposed to be a Fast and the Furious director. That's not even on the slate. Cyborg has been gone forever. That's yep. not happening. The only reason Aquaman came out is because that was done in advance before they canceled all the other ones. And it was a success, so they're going to do another one. And Wonder Woman 2 is going to come out, I believe, later this year or next year, uh, Wonder Woman 84, because the first movie did well. So the individual movies have done well. The t- uh, Justice League was a Justice League wasn't even horrible. It just was so bland that I watched it on a plane and don't ever have to watch it again. And that was all bad because they, they fired Zack Snyder and then they brought in uh, what's his name to redirect it, uh, who did Avengers and it just Josh Whedon. Josh Whedon. And it was just a you can tell it was just disjointed. So we're not on the Marvel payroll, but we told you so from from 2013. This was a bad idea. Yeah, this was not going to be. If a good Ian plan. and I, we would have worked. We would have worked for scale. Uh, me and Ian. Yeah, <laughs> we, we could have been working at Warner Brothers, and we could have put together a better plan than the big wigs. We could have. Any of you? Any of you? I, I was going to say most any of the of listeners could have. You could have said, "Listen, we'll do Justice League in five years. We'll just do the four or five individuals first. Hopefully, the Green Lantern movie comes out because that sounds like a great idea, like a space cop movie. That yeah. sounds like a great idea." Uh, to come out, but um, yeah, oh yeah. And um, by the way, uh, Superman and Batman have to be recast. Oh, sorry to tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, super <laughs> fucking. The two biggest guys have to be recast within five years. Well, Affleck technically within three, three. years. Yeah, that is insane. That's yeah, it's bizarre. You you got uh one Superman movie. One team-up movie, technically, and then Justice League, where he's in the movie for only, like, the last half. Right. So, let's just say two and a half movies. For Batman, you get um, one movie where it's a, a team-up, Justice League. And then and he has a brief cameo in and su- some sort of Suicide, suicide squad, squad, which they are rebooting yes. Suicide Squad, technically. It's a soft reboot from a movie that came out two years ago. The whole thing is in fucking tatters. It's nuts. Oh, and by the way, there's going to be a standalone Joker movie that with Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix. That has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> just because. Just just because why the fuck not? We're going to get a movie on Harley's Hyenas? I mean... Oh, I think you're supposed to do a Birds of Prey movie, I think. Oh, but yeah. That, that might right. have been canceled, though. I, don't, I can't keep track of it anymore. 
They, yeah, they, they, they were supposed to do Birds of Prey. But the fact that you, you, the fact that Affleck was was vacillating early on, I think he was really upset about Batman v Superman, and then after that he was out. Yeah, he, he looked like, very sad. About it. <laughs> he just wanted to give him a hug. Uh, but at that point, I, I just think it was over. Yeah, but the fact that they that only... was the, it, it really was over with Batman after Batman vs Superman. He's like, okay, I gotta do Justice League, and they try to they try to make Justice League happier. Then they really try to make it happier by firing Zack Snyder, who was the the head of the, the, the DCEU. For the if first I was movie. in control of everything, there'd be prison rape. I don't know if he exactly said those words. No, but... he said that about uh, <laughs> Batman Begins. He, he said if I was in control, he said there would have been a prison rape scene. <laughs> So this isn't this isn't uh, spiking the football, but this is not how you run your cinematic universe, or or maybe it's just harder than we think, and only Marvel got it right. Bat- Zack Snyder says Batman could get raped. <laughs> Business Insider, May third, twenty sixteen. Well, I mean, technically anyone can get I mean, raped, but, but I mean, I'm just saying. He said, everyone says that about Batman Begins. Batman's dark. I'm like, okay, no, Batman's cool. He gets to go to a Tibetan monastery and be trained by ninjas. Okay, I want to do that. But he doesn't, like, get raped in prison. That could happen in my movie. If you want to talk about dark, that's how that would go. So let's not tell me that that's not exactly what he said when that's exactly what he fucking said. <laughs> So I, I remember that was a point where they decided to fire him off from Justice League because <laughs> Justice League was filming in 2016. You know that. Holy was, shit! So you couldn't you couldn't have any to do a Flash movie or a Green Lantern movie. It still hasn't showed up. Um, you barely eked out Wonder Woman, and then Aquaman barely got out. So I guess they're going to continue with uh, Wonder Woman, Aquaman because everyone loves Jason Momoa, and that movie did better than expected. It's fucking fantastic uh, to me that of all the characters uh, they've Aquaman. introduced, Aquaman that they've. But they've introduced. It's not Batman or Superman. It's Superman who have a a rosy future ahead of them. No, it. it's Aquaman and Wonder Woman. So yes, that's who, great. Who aren't who aren't exactly B listers, but they're not the the, the stalwart ones. Well, Wonder Woman, I, Wonder is, Woman but, is, but Aquaman is absolutely Aquaman's not. not. No, absolutely um, not. It, it's it, yeah, it's funny that that's how it works out. I guess I didn't have uh, Henry uh, Cavill and uh, Ben Affleck sign the more than three movies each. And let him go. Well, it shows you what they actually... I mean, it shows you what the, the studio actually thought about the DC. They're like... Because Cavill wasn't the problem in the movies. It was the writing and the directing. He 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 was okay. He looks like Superman. He, he was all right. You know, but he he wasn't the problem. Affleck was not the problem. Affleck... People gave shit for Affleck. Affleck wasn't a bad, wasn't a bad Batman. He really wasn't. I mean, working with what he was given. Yes. That they weren't the problem. But they're like, fuck it, we're out. Cavill's probably like, you know what? I may got a chance to be the next James Bond. I'd rather do that. Yes. Right, yeah. I would too. <laughs> I would too uh, want that. And by the way, that's finally going to come out. Is it later this year? The Bond, 25th Bond with Craig? Which is his fifth and last one, thankfully. He's getting a little long in the tooth, but at least he's in shape. Not like Roger Moore, who was awful in his last like three Bond what movies. What a fucking doughy little bum that guy was. Woo! He was not. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. So, um, yeah, it's just everything comes around. So here we are. They got to recast Batman already. Got to recast Superman. No Superman movie in sight. Solo. It's been six years since a solo Superman movie. No Batman uh, movie in sight. No Batman movie. No, they they have one in sight, but they don't know what Deadshot's going to be in it. No, dude, like, they they canceled that one. I thought that was the one that Ben Affleck was. They're supposed still to be they, in. they still want to do it. I thought. Oh, we can't keep track. Okay, is that anything to add on here? This fucking. De- Meanwhile, Marvel is putting out 
well, we, we forget about, we forget about uh, Shazam, but that's not even connected to these other movies. Uh, they're all, we have two Captain Marvel movies coming out in basically the same month, which is nuts. It's insane that that's happening, the timing of it even. What? Shazam and Captain Marvel oh, yeah, yeah. are coming out within weeks of each other. Yeah. That's insane. Um, and Marvel can do no wrong. They're, they're just set. They had their C-listers come out with movies that everyone sees. So, And I expect that Captain Marvel will be pretty good, too. They're, they're all watchable and entertaining. In some yeah, complete, the worst ones are... are even, even the worst ones like Iron Man 2, you can still watch to say this isn't a, a complete clusterfuck. This is boring. Yeah. So, let's talk about uh, Capcom uh, bringing Resident Evil to the Switch. So... Uh, to no real surprise, uh, Resident Evil HD Remaster, the one that was originally on GameCube, Resident Evil Zero, which originally came out on GameCube, and Resident Evil 4, all three of which were originally GameCube games, are getting ports to the Nintendo Switch. That's good news. This makes sense, because um, these have been ported everywhere. So, Resident Evil 4 was originally supposed to be a GameCube exclusive, and Resident Evil Zero, I believe, was at the time as well. The Resident Evil HD remaster. I think all of those were technically supposed to be exclusives to GameCube. But, of course, they they got ported eventually. Resident Evil 4 ended up on the PlayStation 2. It was on the Wii, it's where I hadn't played it. Resident Evil 4 was on, yeah, yeah it was on the Wii. It was we were on sold the, gangbusters. It was on the PlayStation 2. Um, the Resident Evil HD remakes and Resident Evil Zero also got put on the Wii. Um, then they got ported to, I believe it was the PS3 and 360, and now they're on the PS4 and the Xbox One. Um, so they've been ported a billion times. Uh, I may have been wrong with one of those there, but I think that's actually accurate. So now the Switch, it's the Switch's turn to get them. The Switch is getting a lot of stuff, and that's cool. Um, however, people are a little upset over the pricing of these Resident Evil games on the Switch. They're being listed as 30 bucks a piece. Now, that's for digital copies of games that have been out, Jesus. 15 years? Some of them, yeah, I mean, almost that long. It's got to be about that long. Resident Evil Zero is probably around there? And then yeah. Resident Evil 4 is one or two years after that? No, Resident or... Evil 4 was before it. So, and uh, these are straight ports. These aren't remakes. These aren't remasters. No, these, these are straight ports. So they're going to have the... Um, uh, um, they're getting the they're getting like the simple upscaling conversion sure. and stuff like that but that's it Resident Evil 4 was 2005 um, so 14 years wow okay yeah which is an outstanding game yes I played it beat it all played through it <laughs> that's I good game. that's good so they're normally digitally they're about 1999 uh, a piece on other consoles um so on the PS4, you can go and get these games for twenty bucks a piece, um, which I think would be reasonable for a game that not a lot of work went into a re-release of a fifteen-year-old game. And I guess. they did uh, origin. They did an Origins collection of uh, those as well that you can get physically for um, the PlayStation Four, Xbox One. There was also digital where it would come with Resident Evil Zero and the Resident Evil Original Remake. Um, and I think that was like forty bucks when it came out. Okay. So now. We're getting these on the Switch. They're thirty bucks a piece, um, and those aren't for physical copies. They're doing a physical set, a physical release of. Uh, they're doing the Resident Evil Origins collection, but 
only Resident Evil Zero will be on the game card, Resident Evil Remake will be uh, a download. So you're paying sixty for a cartridge with one game, and then getting a for a game that's normally twenty bucks, and then you're getting a free download code. When did the the HD Resident Evil first come out? Uh, around the same time as Resident Evil Four. So a fifteen year old game they want you to repay sixty bucks for sixty bucks for. Zero and the original remake, on and you're only getting a physical copy of. Oh, Zero. then you got to go download the. Up- they couldn't put both on it. No, are you fuck what? Yeah, and this is actually a thing that that some companies have been doing on the Switch. This drives me nuts. To save space on a smaller save, card, well, to save money on a yeah a smaller card. How much how much space do those old games take up? A gig? I don't know. They should be able. They're to originally fit on, on the- PlayStation Two. There's a 16 gigabyte card for the Switch. They could totally do it. Well, what I'm saying is these should, these should fit on an eight. <laughs> so these games, these games weren't huge. They came out 15 years ago. So that's that. That's where we're at on it, and it is kind of ridiculous. Um, I think some people are misattributing this to Nintendo. Uh, some people are saying, well, it's to make up the price of the cartridges. These cartridges can't be that expensive to need to increase ten bucks a piece on a. On, no, on absolutely a not. Especially if you're. It's a digital version. There's no reason to increase the price oh, of no. the digital version. If you want to make the case that, well, the, yeah, the, it might cost a couple bucks for the bigger card or whatever. Okay, sure. But definitely not. Yeah, if it's digital, there's no cost. Right. Um, but Capcom and, and companies in general seem to be doing this with um, the Switch, where games that are getting ported to it for the first time are, you know, for a, a large part, being are, are, are being charged as new games. So... When we got um, L.A. Noir on the Switch, they were charging the full price for it. That's a game that you can get complete with everything for like five to ten bucks on the original Xbox 360. Um, so there seems to be a Switch tax. Maybe they maybe they see that gamers need this content on the Switch, so they're willing to pay more. Since 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 like the first party games that are new aren't coming to this. As normally as the other consoles, I figure, well, they're going to pay a little bit more uh, for it. But, doesn't make any sense. But for these Resident Evil games, yeah, especially, yeah. especially like digital versions, it, that's that's simply doing it because they think they can squeeze that extra 10 bucks. It's just Capcom being greedy. Yeah. And, I mean, Because Capcom... I can't picture Nintendo having, taking a bigger cut than, than PlayStation, than Sony or Microsoft digitally. I can't picture why they would do that. I don't think they'd have the huge uh, they wouldn't have indie the, game base that they do. No, they, they wouldn't have the leverage to do it. They couldn't ask for more. So at the very least, they're it's, they're taking the you're getting the same cut. Capcom is getting the same cut wherever they're selling it. Most likely, they're right. getting their whatever. They're seventy percent or something like that. So yeah, that's that's where we're at with it, and it's just that's ridiculous. Capcom, come on! But this is almost as bad as your as your awful typewriter. We, we spoke about <laughs> yeah. flashback. See you podcast 150 episode flashback. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know how well these will sell. Um, uh, like, like if Resident Evil four is a game that uh, you can go back to and play because it's, 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 it's like a 10 out of 10. That all, game. all version, all the games that they're selling here are, are good games, but $30 right. is egregious, especially yeah. since it's been re-released multiple times. Like, well, and I finally downloaded the Resident Evil One remake to play it, and I think I got it on sale through PlayStation Network for ten or fifteen bucks. Uh huh. You know, as opposed to thirty. There's just no reason. It's like a portable tax. <laughs> yeah. You want to take it outside your house? You're going to pay fifty percent more for the game that we didn't do any real work on to come out so. to the system. So, okay. In uh... yes, sir. 
we've uh we have not really spoken about this topic before i th- i think so i've we- wanted to talk about it we haven't um it's been brought up it's been suggested but now i'm a person who likes to just wait a little bit and see where something you, falls you wanted to marinate the yeah. topic especially this isn't we're gonna get here but this isn't like a uh I guess like a uh, Coleco Chameleon thing where we know it's a problem right off well, the bat because this company that well, we're about to talk about this is okay Watermelon Games we're about to talk about Paprium they did release a project uh, a game in the past and they did see it through to completion Pure Solar Pure Solar um, now Pure Solar was not without its problems not without its massive delays uh, but it came out but it came out so. Even though when this was first brought to my attention, I think it was last summer or something like that, I was like, okay, this is definitely a problem. They're definitely not handling this well, but let's let's see what happens. So we're going to talk about that. So Paprium uh, was is is was supposed to be a massive beat 'em up for the Sega Genesis, Streets of Rage style, exactly. It's supposed to be huge. Gonna have save slots. They liked to tout the fact that it was going to have save slots. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Oh, you should go save to, slots. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Go to the go to the Paprium uh, homepage. Um, they they had they had this huge marketing video when they took pre orders, like slick, slightly done. They got this buff Asian fighter dude. It looks like a '90s commercial. It's a fantastic promo video, and it shows what we what we think might be the game being played. Yeah, but here probably not really. So. They're, they're t- immediately they announced it and they're touting all sorts of things for it. It's going to be size shock. This is right off the, re- the the website. Nothing too grand for the ultimate Mega Drive Genesis game. Size shock, 80 meg, 24 levels, five playable characters. Speed shock. Uncompromised, 60 frames per second, advanced 16-bit visuals. And when you see the, the, the trailer, I mean, there's a, they have like fire extinguishers and they're freezing up the enemies. There's six guys on the screen at once. This looks like an incredibly ambitious beat em up. Characters are big. Sound shot. What's the sound shot? 24 channels, FM synthesis, PSG, and DT128M16VA1LT, whatever can, that means. Can you beat them all? The characters are size like how they are like in Eternal Champions. These are like big guys. Yeah, they're here. On the screen. Something that you've not seen like. Usually in beat em up in Genesis games, the guys are not huge no, like that. No detail has been compromised. One or two simultaneous player gameplay, multiple game modes, three save slots for an unseen before brawler size. That guy's ripped, by the way. They, that, that, that guy that got with the mohawk, he's yeah. fucking ripped. He's, he's, he's huge. So Watermelon Games. This got 315,000 315, views, this video. Yep. And this was, this was March, March of 2017, so two years ago. And then they started taking pre-orders. Well... The game was originally announced in August 2013. Oh, okay. With a dev time of 17 months. So that would have put it out in 2015 somewhere. <laughs> I'm looking at a timeline here that I am borrowing, uh, thankfully, uh, thank you, uh, from papriumfiasco.files.wordpress.com. Uh, so it's, it's a website that's chronicling this, this project as it's gone through. In July of 2013, they are looking for a pixel artist. In October of 2013, that that and semi, it's a domain name. You think you'd have a pixel artist on board before before you have your schedule set for the game, since that's one of the most important things when you're doing a game like this. Uh, Domain is registered by Gwenelle God. Uh, January 2014, images. February, music is done. Uh, August, beta testing soon. That's what they're saying in 2014. 
March 2015th, there's a Tea Time 5... I don't know what that is. Tea Time 5 gameplay video. August 2016, Air France loses kits twice in a week. Apparently, the game what? was 95% complete. That's what they said. They, what do you mean they lost a kit? In August 2016, they say that Air France loses some kits twice in a week. But, but what does that mean? They had no backups of their of what the, the game? No. I have no idea. No, I don't buy that. Uh, the game was 95% complete. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Pat, it was. Um, March 2017, <laughs> trailer and name reveal. <laughs> so that's so that was the trailer I just referenced yeah. with, the, with the buff Asian guy. And the official release date was going to be 9-16-2017. That didn't happen. Uh, at the end of September, it appears that the PayPal funds are blocked. They're blocked. And then they start, and, and so it's not mentioned entirely here, but then they start talking about how they're going to be using a custom chip, and they need a custom chip. And okay. uh, in October 2018, uh, they state that there are problems with the custom chips. So, there was no ETA gave, given for 59 months of its development in between uh, about August 13th and February 17th. There was no ETA. February 2017. Yeah. Okay. Um, there have been... It's almost four years. 55 months worth, according to Paprium Fiasco, 55 months worth of dead air. No updates, no nothing. Meanwhile, they've taken tons of money for pre-orders off their yes. website. We don't know how much, though. That's That won't be public, right? We have no idea. Uh, I don't believe we know, no. Because it wasn't a Kickstarter or Indiegogo. It was just off the website. <laughs> and now, and there, I'm skipping something, but I'll, I'll get there. there and, by the way, there's also a giant thread on Sega16.com. And now they're not. Uh, now they're not issuing refunds. So let's talk about the big, the big head of this, though. The big, the big point, or the big. The, 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 let's let's talk about the peak of this nonsense. Uh, we're going to talk about in November when there was a quote unquote launch party. By the way, the thread. This is this is rivaling a, like click a chameleon on Target. The thread on Sega sixteen Ian. It's nine thousand posts long. Wow. 606 pages if you want to see this chronicled with some funny uh, gifs along the way. So yes, they were supposed to, in November, do a um, a launch party, essentially. Um, and uh, they were going to show uh, a, a, you know, a nearly complete build of the game. And the game was, and this was supposed to be in November. And the game was supposed to actually start shipping by the end of December 2018. Which we've all heard. Sure, we've heard the, that many times. Um, but when the people got there, when the backers got there for the party, this is what they saw. So they advertised this as being a launch party. The game will be shown. Yep, the game okay. will be shown. Uh, basically complete uh, as what people were expecting. This is what they actually got. They got a game that was glitchy, a game that had no music, a game at this point, if you can even call it that. That had no enemies. No music. The trailer had music. No music. No enemies. Oh, that, maybe that's because that was a mock-up that wasn't real. Allegedly. Allegedly. So, no enemies. No music. Game is glitchy as fuck. I don't know what could even be glitchy at that point. A, a person walking around a back room, well, background, throwing punches. Okay, well, just... <laughs> the party was to celebrate the 30th anniversary of, of the Genesis. That was the party. Okay. And the impending launch... Impending launch of... 
Paprium or Paprium. Yep. Which is an awful name for a behemoth, by the way. I yeah. just, it's probably because these guys aren't are from Europe. I don't know. That's just a terrible name for a behemoth. So, and then the game PCB had wires and shit coming out a lot of it. So it was obviously an early stage hacked together, um, you know, prototype. So, like a, a proto prototype, an alpha build. A so they build. load this up. There's a scrolling a story, you know, as you see it like in a game from back then. That yeah, the the cartridge looks like a bomb. There's just a board and wires coming everywhere from it. There's a little intro. There's a little title screen that's that uh, looks pretty cool. The intro screen looks cool. That's done. Good. That's done. They got that far. I, there's there's yeah there's, there's like you can yeah there's different files I guess to save your own guy I guess. By the way, it's supposed to be twenty what twenty four levels and five characters something yeah, like that. That's insane. It's very ambitious for uh, twenty four levels for any beat any brawler. That's a lot. I don't even it's know like that double. I, I don't amount. know that I would want to play a brawler that had twenty four. That's levels. a two and a half hour brawler. That sounds like that's a lot of, of brawling. Fucking Final Fight had it had it right. Final Fight's the best. Five lives. Five not five lives. Five stages. Five done. or six stages. Right. Yeah. That's what they had. So these are some of the. So you see the characters, but yeah, you go to a screen. It's looks like a meat locker, and it's a guy doing elbow drops with meat spinning in the background. He's th- he's throwing punches. So the game works. He picks up the fire extinguisher or whatever that's supposed to be. Um, yep, no enemies. No enemies, no music. But the music's been done. Don't forget that. Oh, there's a second character in the screen now. But she's standing still. So that they, I guess that's a, another player. You're beating up the female character with a nightstick. Yeah, that's, that's another player. That's okay. So um, this, after the outrage... Okay. This, this was Watermelon Games' excuse. We used a very old demo because we did not want to spoil the game for anyone. Oh, eat me. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's, really? That's what they said. You couldn't You couldn't just show off one, one level. Oh, there's a woman tied up against the meat and she gets punched. Okay. So they have less than a level done. Yes, it seems like right. That that's all we we've seen, and they're joking and clapping in this. Uh, and you're still saying there's people here that why is anyone smiling watching this? I would be like, what the fuck are have you guys been doing? Because I mean, it's one of those things where you've, you've you want anything, you've bought into it so hard, yeah. you, you've got to be that true believer. And there are people, there are people who are the true believers in Paprium. They think it's going to come out. Some of the excuses are it's like, like Star Citizen at this point. You know, oh, the PCB <laughs> was broken, or no, the console was broken. No, it was an old demo to avoid spoiling the game. You know, I just fucking, it'll be fixable this year. I can't be, whatever. It's, it's, so now it's being said that it's coming out this December. Six years later. December 2019. Uh, more than if it had. Seven years. Yeah, it would have been six and a half years if it actually shipped at the end of October. But more importantly, almost three years as they started taking pre-orders. Yes. Three years. Holy shit. Well, the level these the level looks cool. I will give them that. I, I have the no idea why. I don't know why you're trying to say I'm just telling you, the level looks cool, but it's not a game. It's it's a proof of concept they, sh- they yeah, showed off. this is a tech demo. This is a fancy tech demo. No, well, not even tech demo because they're not even showing how the game would actually function. Yeah, true. It's really just a like a, like a demo. There's a floating head in, in that stage. They, so they have a couple of stages mocked up, it looks like. It looks like a, looks like a subway or a mall. There's a, there's a soda machine. 
So, so not that no work's not been done. Work's been done, but not a lot of work to get to a point where they should be, obviously. Right. Because it looks like at this point, they haven't figured out, I guess with the tech, how do you make these huge-ass sprites fight seven on a screen at one time? Right, and if the... If, if the, a Genesis can even do that. If the cartridge is showing up at a, you know, this this party, and it's got wires and everything coming out of it, that means they don't have it running on actual hardware. Yes. So they, they don't even know how to actually do this on a Genesis cartridge yet. Yes, correct. <laughs> so this is in trouble, <laughs> obviously. This is in big trouble. Yep. So, yeah, that's it, it's wild. Um, Why don't you work within the confines of the system? If not, you could have made this game and just released it on Steam. You could have made any beat-em-up you want and just put it on Steam, and people would have been happy just because it's not playing on a fucking Genesis uh, console, you could have said this is in the this is a spiritually a Streets of Rage four or whatever or five wherever we're at. Well, the four's coming out. That's they right. made they made their name. The only thing they made their name on was Pure Solar, which was supposed to be which was a Genesis game. They were supposed to be known as the Genesis Homebrew people, and uh, you know one game got you there, I guess. But now yeah, one hit, one hit, and that's it. So yikes! You know, I have no idea how long it took Pure Solar, but I don't think it was. Nearly as well, long as this. Not that not that connected to something we know little about the Click of Chameleon, but this is the danger of when you actually get the money for something. It's right. actually worse because, and then you try to put it out and you can't. That's the danger of some of these projects. Hey, we're going to see it in a few months with the Atari VCS is set to come out in the summer. Right. We're going to see what the hell they actually put out after getting millions of dollars. What actually comes out? It's one thing to have all dreams, but then can you actually produce? And right now, it looks like the the. Uh, the good old folks at uh, what the hell is this called? Watermelon Games. Yeah, is yeah. It, this is uh, this is running longer than um, this is running longer than uh, Pure Solar did. Um, Pure Solar, however they want to pronounce it. Pure Solar began development in June eighth, two thousand and four, and was finally released on. Uh, where is it? Uh, for the Genesis version, December twentieth, two thousand ten. Okay, so. This has gone even longer, and they're showing right. even less. Uh, uh, I would say four to one odds as this comes out. I think I'm, I don't they're going to figure out this chip thing if they haven't so far. I it feel like, like that's what's holding them back. I feel uh, like if legally they don't have to start getting rid of all these funds, you know, and do refunds. I feel like we will get something at some point. It's just disappointing, but it's not going to even resemble that. <laughs> the guys will be this big on the screen. They'll be tiny. <laughs> yeah, and if it comes out. Awesome, neat, but I, I mean, this how, is just ridiculous. What do you think they have like a thousand pre-orders at least? Two thousand? How, how would, big is the Genesis? I would home say probably at least a thousand. Okay. I think a thousand to maybe two thousand, just because in that range. Because there's a lot of people saw this. A lot of people saw it, and because, and this is the the issue, because they finally shipped Pure Solar. I think people were like, "Oh, okay, we can trust them now." Forgetting that it took them six years to ship Pure Solar. Sure. Hey everyone, Ian here with the CU Podcast, and we're proud to partner with Flex Pro Meals. We are. It's a meal delivery company that sends healthy pre-made meals to your doorstep. Their goal isn't to give you salad, but epic recipes. Epic! Entrees you may have grown up with that they make healthier versions of. Eating healthy is a lifestyle change, not a two-week gimmick. So it's their responsibility to go the extra mile, giving us the most value with realistic meal options at a good price. Ian, uh, the meals are... are are they're delicious yes they're the, quite good chili is good there's a couple different types of chili um the the speedy gonzalez which is a braised chicken nice my mouth is watering already intermittent fasting it's delicious if you want just steak and veggies you want to just go high protein no carbs you want to go all 
all that route, they got that covered. Yeah, I, I occasionally go for the chicken and sweet potatoes because I love sweet oh, potatoes. The sweet pot- we should all eat more sweet potatoes every day. We should have it infused into our veins, sweet potatoes. They're so good for you. <laughs> it's close thing to dessert while, while still being healthy. They're delicious. So um, they have a, a fat trimmer plan for under $9 a meal and the lean muscle larger portion plan for about 11 a meal. And these are, these are good-sized meals. You're not going to go hungry uh, with these. Uh, they also have chicken Alfredo. They got a breakfast burrito, uh, huevos rancheros they have, which is delicious, Jesus. and more. Backyard barbecue is delicious. So right now, you can get twenty percent off. Oh, they even have an app where you can track your meals on the on the app on your mobile mobile device. Twenty percent off right now. Twenty percent off your first order. Use code CU Podcast when you visit flexpromeals.com. That's twenty percent off. Your first order at flexpromeals.com with code CU Podcast. Get going with your eating today, even though you should probably still be eating. All right, Ian, this is a topic about a nice, kindly old man who's 84. His name is Bob Minch, and he's been collecting bunches of bunches of stuff over the years. This is from the Dover Post. Parting with his in quote stuff, warehouse of collectibles stun. The imagination. Bob Mensch has been fill, filling a building for years. Now he's ready to sell. So he, he built a 5,000 square foot warehouse to store his collection. And it's nicely displayed, by the way. It's not just all hoarded. Right. It's, you know. it's in good. It, it, it's, it's set up so people can look at it. So he has things like uh, he has model cars, like old ones. He has model planes. He has collectible plate, plates. He loves collecting uh, Thunderbird stuff. That's cool. Yeah. That's a good focus. Um, he's from uh, Pennsylvania native. He learned how to do carpentry in 1954. Okay. So why are we talking about this? Um, because at, at some point the ride ends when it comes to these, you know, people holding these collections. And uh, I'm, I'm not saying, uh, God, I got a gigantic collection. But at some point it has to go and it goes somewhere. Yeah. With or with or without your willingness for it to happen, on this earth or beyond beyond the grave, it's going to be gone. So it sounds like his wife told him, "You're not buying anything more. You're 84. Come on, let's enjoy the. You know, right. how many more spins around the sun do we have?" As Frank would say, <laughs> "You know, how, how many more?" So um, let's see. He has stacks of magazines from the 40s, stuffed toys, paintings. Pewter, pewter cups and trophies player piano rolls i always bring it up as a perfect example about these things uh baseball caps coffee mugs hot wheel cars cap soda bottles capped soda bottles it means that they put the cast back on empty ones hmm. the shell of a cessna aircraft okay and a half scale world war one british fighter from back then or half scale what is the guy was the guy three feet tall what does that mean <laughs> i don't know now i want to see that um so he acquired these things obviously uh, over he's got a collection of 1,800 railroading books. Wow. Okay, I'd read those. He, he, and he talks. He goes and talks about where he acquired his stuff. He bought a collection of GI Joes at a church sale. He once bought a T-shirt transfer business to own, to own the 24-foot trailer which they restored. He has a, 30, a 1938 pinball machine. Wow, that's early. Working jukebox from the 1960s. World War One U.S. Army doctor's that won't medical footlocker. Uh, from 38, then like the late 40s. Yeah, flippers were Humpty Dumpty, which was late 40s, early 50s. Just the regular, like, Bagatelle style? Yeah. Um, a Ballyhoo, Ian. Yeah. That's where the name comes from. Uh, the machine. Anyway, so, okay. So, what are we going to get at here? So, now you're 84, you have a, a, a collection of great stuff that might have some value to the right buyer, 
but it's a lot of first of all it's a ton of stuff yeah these are probably probably a couple dozen different types of collections we're talking about and here. it's not focused exactly it's it's not it's not just video games or just railroad stuff or just car stuff it's and some of everything some of the markets for this stuff is so limited that you're going to have trouble finding a buyer you talk about uh, someone who's a Thunderbird collector car. These are older cars. I would have to say the average Thunderbird enthusiast has to be someone at least in their mid to late 50s because sure. these cars were popular in the 50s and 60s. So you're really now limiting. You're limiting. Oh, no. You're, you're limiting the number of people that could potentially buy them. Then you have to find these people. Mm-hmm. Then they probably have to be local in order to pick up these pristine like model cars they're not going to be shipped out this is a lot of work to do this first of all when you're 84 this is going to be tough to do um the amount of time and then the return on value won't be there at all but you might not even find a buyer for some of this stuff sure absolutely the 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 player piano rolls is something that you have to think about like i go back go back to my, my grandfather who had a player piano player piano rolls are not easy to find because how many people have a player piano still? They don't produce them anymore. You know, they probably stopped making them like in the fifties or sixties. They must have. But how many people want them? When I went to the swap meet last year, I saw player piano rolls. First time I'd seen them at the swap meet, or maybe twice in ten years, and no one wanted them. Sure, they were because you know I know they were there at eleven p eleven a.m. and they're rare, but who cares? Because who wants them? Uh, my grandfather had to give his away. I think when when he got rid of his player piano. So the the point is that at some point. The, the number of collectors dies out. They're gone or have no interest. And he's going to be tough to get rid of this stuff. He just right. will be. And the same... Your, your grandkids are never... You know, your children or your grandchildren are never guaranteed to like the same stuff that you like. And if they don't, you know... Also, if you've been collecting for so long, the market, they just come and go. They die down. Things sure. are not as, uh, you know, as popular as they always would be. We talk about Elvis memorabilia. Same yes, thing. Yes, that's done. Right, and that used to be popular. Right. Um, so, this is, so now he goes to. He says he goes to. Um, uh, he says I prefer to sell to dealers. They'll buy. They'll pay me. You don't have to hassle. But he's going to tr- uh, toy and train shows and handing out advertising flyers. Can people do that? Tr- uh, number of train collectors is, is is dwindling as well. When it comes to it, toy collecting, I think is still fairly big. But I think that's a market that, even though it shifts. You're going to die out. I mean, a toy collector now is going to be someone into Transformers and G.I. Joe from the 80s. Maybe not so much the 50s and 60s uh, toys because people are dying out that grew up with that stuff. Right. Because when I w- went to toy shows in, in the 90s, that's what you would see. Yeah, you'd see some G.I. Joe stuff from the 80s, but it was cheap. But you would see stuff from like the 60s and 70s and, and before. And the same thing I can say with all this, Ian, we can say with video game collections. Sure. There's going to be a phase-out period. My argument is that it has begun. It's been here for at least one or two years now. Um, and with the same podcast, it was not, was not planned. Uh, someone, uh, uh, Gutang Clan, that's a familiar uh, name on the show, uh, try, he sent me a, a tweet. I'm trying to look at the pictures uh, about uh, trying to get access to uh, and obtain better pictures, but this is my town and goes to what you have said, more people selling their collections. I don't have the tweet in front of me, but he had a, a bunch of tweets, uh, or excuse me, a bunch of like Facebook posts and people on Craigslist posting their collections for sale. Boxes of consoles. Like, like one collector had two Vectrex boxes, two Jaguar boxes. That's a collector. That's someone like me that acquires that stuff over time. 
it's got to go at some point. It's just, when does it all flush out? And it seems like now's the time where it's starting to happen. It is, and it kind of goes in, in um, spurts. You know, I, I remember, uh, you know, I first started working at Luna. Two locations. We'd see a lot more, um, you know, Atari and Odyssey type stuff come in. A lot of the old weirder stuff. Probably like 10 years ago, 15 years in ago. televisions, ColecoVisions. And that collecting scene, I don't think, ever had its moment like NES collecting did, you know, around that time. But people were selling that stuff off en masse and leaving the hobby. And those were older. Those were older people that I was dealing. Forty-year-olds, yeah, at the time, exactly. fifteen years ago. You know, because they were ten-year-ten year olds in the early eighties, right, or fifteen. And now, you know, Luna's still doing a, a, a brisk business, but Luna's doing a brisk business in GameCube in sixty-four now. And I see a lot of. I'm seeing a lot more NES games come in, and not as many moving. You know, it used to be. Um, it used to be that that would be all we sold. Sure. You know, people would come in every day, be NES games, NES games, NES games. And now if I sell a couple NES games, you know, a shift, that's that's pretty big. Oh, you never told me that before. If you sell two NES games in one day, that's a big day for well, the there, NES? There'll be some days I don't sell any NES games. And then there'll be days where I sell 50, but it, it, it's it's a lot more sporadic. The average has gone way down. Yeah. Like I said, people are coming in now and they're hitting up um, N64 stuff like they used to hit the NES stuff. I, was, I told you, I was surprised... Well, last time I went to your place when we did our, our little appearance, that I saw like mainstay popular games for sale. Those were literally turned in like the day or two before, but still. Um, but is that more of a common thing? They they can sit longer, like a Contra eh, or I, a Ducktales. I, no, Contra, Contra and Ducktales and all that stuff still goes fast. But the desire to pick up, and we've talked about this, the desire to pick up the games no one cares about, the well, collector but, games. Yeah, no one cares about them anymore. No one wants Mickey's uh, <laughs> Mickey Safari in Numberland, or right. whatever that is, or Letterland. No one's really searching for that. Okay. Now, here's a tweet. So, there's a, a huge collection in uh, Sioux Falls, uh, uh, South Dakota. It's like this person has PlayStation games, PS2 games, N64 games. Uh, uh, super, they have everything. They're a collector like me. Uh, there's just stacks of them. He's asking, uh, this is a joke, but 123,456, uh, you know, 789, so... Right. Um, there's another collector on Facebook. Stacks of box consoles. It looks like my room next door. The here that I have to clear out eventually. Mm-hmm. I have box consoles here. Ooh, I want that JVC XI though in the box. Another collector. Boxes of consoles. So there you have it. It's happening. I don't want to admit it, but it is. You know, like I said, I'm I'm gonna sell later in the summer uh, a chunk of stuff. I can I can rent a U-Haul, bring it to, to Luna. I can always do that. It's good. I don't know. I don't know if you know those box consoles. No, <laughs> box right. console stuff doesn't really like. That's the thing. Like in in, a, in in some of the stuff, you can still get prices for online, but it's hard to move. The, for instance, what something might be worth. It's getting to the point where stores really have to pick and choose what they use. Uh, you know. Uh, an online average for when it comes sure. to pricing. For instance, I can still get whatever for you know contra and stuff all day. You know, thirty thirty five. That's gonna move. It's it's just it's gonna move. However, um, you know, now when we get like box consoles and stuff in, we'll get something like a box power base converter, and we'll be like, oh, that's really cool, and it'll show that it completes online for you know, let's just say one twenty five or one fifty or something. But like the store that. won't. But 
because no one's coming in looking specifically for that. No one's looking for that really weird shit anymore. We're back to the point in time where people want what they remember. The amount of people who are really trying to get into the weird and esoteric stuff, they just don't exist anymore. So if I want to move something like that in store, if it's going for 125 online, then I got to do it for like 75 in store. Did you have one for 75 bucks? No, I don't think it's that low. I'm just trying to use a random... My box is a little bit up for my power based converter. That's I'm just why. trying to use a random, but that's the sort of thing. You know, you can't, for things like that, you cannot charge uh, the same price sure, as on it, the open it, market it goes back if you want to move it in a store. Or even some, or even some weird or esoteric uh, game library. Sure. You know, maybe you can charge eBay going rate for NES, but maybe it'll be tougher for a Master System, or maybe it'll be tougher for. I don't know, 3DO. You know, how many people are going to come in and be wanting that specific 3DO game? Not too many. Sure. You know, it's the same thing. So, all right. So, here it is. The sell-off started, we'll say, 2017. And here we, <laughs> and here we go with it. Ian. Patrick. We have a 150th. Uh, we haven't had one in a while. Scumbag. Scumbag. Seller of, seller the, of week. the week. week. This comes off Twitter. It's kind of rare for a scumbag seller of the week, but it's funny. So I figured we'd do it. And of course, now I can't find it because the link doesn't go there. So this guy. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a guy here who um, is offering to remote install ROMs for collectors who don't know how. This comes from uh, Joe A. Wilkins, uh, Mr. Underscore Joe Underscore A on Twitter. Not to spam a topic, but I'll submit my little scumbag seller from a while ago who offers to remote install ROMs for, in quotes, ROM collectors who don't know how. Wow, okay. Looks like this is uh, Detroit City. It looks like... The, uh, this is the ad. Retro gaming for PC, $60. Do you have a PC, laptop, or arcade cabinet and miss playing all of the arcade classes? If so, I can help. I'm offering to install MAME on any of your previous devices mentioned for $60. You'll need 80 gigs of free space on your computer, and you can use a portable hard drive. That's less than a dollar a gig. You, the software I use supports Windows 7 through 10. You'll receive 3,600 arcade classics and custom artwork provided by the front-end big box. I also have 200, 200 other emulators or game systems as well. Ask for Rob. And then there's, there's a conversation that he screenshotted. Oh, really? Do you want to be the seller or you want to be uh, Joe in, in this conversation? I'll be, uh, I'll be, uh, I'll be Joe. Okay. Hey, Rob, how are you? I'm interested in your Craigslist ad, but I'm not sure how I get the games on my computer. Do I send the computer to you? What systems do you want? What can you do? Does it affect the pricing? Yes. Are certain systems more expensive to do, Rob? Depends on the system. Ooh, cool. What kind of systems cost more? I'm thinking I want N64, MAME, and NES. I'll do those three for 50 Cool. How many games does that come with? You get all the Nintendo, Nintendo 64 games, and 3,500 MAME games. Very cool. How do we do this? Do you have internet at home? <laughs> yes. On the computer where you want the games, download Team Viewer. You will need 90. You will need 90 gigs of free space. Okay, and Team Viewer will give you access to my computer so you can download the games? Yep. How do I know it'll work? I don't know if my computer does all that. What kind of computer do you have? Does it have Windows 7, 8, or 10? How old is it? I think it's How a, old is it? I think it's a C64, so Windows 10. This shouldn't be a problem curious if you have usb controllers i have controllers for my n64 oh i use it usb xbox 360 controllers cool cool <laughs> hey man are you still available to do the okay. on my computer? that was our play sorry i flubbed the one line um 
it's creepy as fuck. Yeah. You're giving this guy remote access to your PC to install ROMs and paying him to do so. How? I mean, just take a step back and listen to that sentence. Paying someone to remote access your computer and install ROMs. That's the shadiest fucking shit. Oh, my God. You, so you get so far to, you, so in the process you get so far of having emulators or knowing you want them but I guess you stop and say I don't want to search for them and I will trust someone pay someone to get them for me by the way and trust them to come on my computer to install them alright this is uh, oh it kept going too oh it did yeah well, oh okay I didn't see it what was, what's the last one so okay uh, so Rob's like, you don't have emulators on your PC? Oh, know? here we go. They're paying for my time, not my ROMs, especially if they already have the ROMs <laughs> on their PC. Wait, if they have but the ROMs on their PC, PC what, what do we need this for? Wait a second. Why on it worth would anyone pay you oh, to go, oh, he goes emulator off. if they no. already have all the ROMs? Rob, your language is not service-oriented. Your head states I have over 200 different systems, <laughs> and you told me that pricing depends on the system. That sucks, Rob. It's no different than so, selling a flash, flash drive. drive. Okay, so Joe basically wanted to get the information out of him. Oh my god! And then there's more arguments from there. Yep, and it goes on. It's oh a, boy! Yeah, it goes. It's not a scam if they have the ROM set on their computer. I don't know. I'm talking like this, but don't know how to get it to work with their emulator. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, this goes on and on. But yeah, thanks, Joe. Thanks. We appreciate this. Wow. Yeah, that's 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 real bad. Wow. What's his what's his seller's name? Rob. Yeah, I know a lot, a lot of Robs. All right. Well, that's that was that was a, a nice spin on the traditional. You know. ROM seller on eBay, I guess, putting him on your PC for you. Woo! What if you what if you drove the PC over to their house to do it? That'd be, that'd be nice. <laughs> Show up with your laptop or USB drive. It's not hard to figure out how to use emulators. Dressed like fucking Mario. The whole point is just just do it yourself. It just makes it all skeevier. Don't let someone put them on your computer. That's just kind of weird. All right, well that was interesting. I'm glad we got had a scumbag sell of the week for the 150th episode. But that was really strange. And, and claps to me, claps to me. Uh, uh, applause to Ian and I. We don't want the claps. Applause to Ian and I for, for, uh, our, for our great role play we did there. Yeah, it was good. It was good stuff. All but right. Now, Ian, we have we Tales have, from, from the, the Game Store. Um, so, uh, wow. All right. So, yesterday, uh, a gentleman walked in. Old man. Looking a little disheveled. I'd seen him before, but I couldn't remember where I'd seen him. Mm-hmm. So he comes in, he's got a bag, and he's he's very nice. I, I, I need to stress, this is a very nice guy. Real nice. He's got a big bag. And he's like, ah, I need, I don't know, he's like, a, a memory card, I, I need something. Uh, I, I need something for the, my PlayStation 2, because my girlfriend needs to be able to play it. Okay. I'm like, okay. So he opens his bag and he pulls out this PS2. And I explain to him, you know, memory cards and controllers and things like that. I'm showing him everything. And I'm like, so, yeah, you'll need this memory card. It's, you know, um, and then you might want another controller because your controller here is broken. He's like, yeah, yeah, I need to get those. I need to get them because my, he's like, oh, my old lady. I've been sleeping on the roof the past few nights. (laughs) Wait, what? Wait, what? I've been the roof. On, yeah, you didn't mean the couch. No, he he meant. I think it meant he meant it as like a figure of speech. Oh, okay. He's like, yeah. He's like, I need to give her something to do. 
or else she's going to keep hitting me. I'm like, oh my god. Oh, domestic uh, violence. And I felt, I was like, oh no, because this is a very How old was this guy? guy? He's got to be, he looks like he's seen some miles. I would say probably... He's probably like 55, but he looks like 65. But you think he's a pushover in this case? Jeez. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, Jesus. And as he's talking about it, his girlfriend comes in. And she's fucking tanked. And they had been Same in Same age, about 50s? Uh, yeah, a little bit younger, probably. And I've seen her in the store before. And I remember I had to just stop talking to her because she was so drunk. And that's why I remembered Tom. That's the old guy's name, Tom, because he had to drag his wife out of the store. Okay. So he laughs it off. And I'm not sure if like, you know, <laughs> yeah, he, he's being like serious about it. He's like, yeah, she'll keep hitting me. And I'm like, oh, this is taking a dark turn. And then, you know, he's talking about sleeping on the roof. So his wife comes in or his girlfriend comes in and... <coughs> She just runs up to the counter and starts hitting her hand on the counter. Now, Tom totally seems 100% sober. I mean, I deal with a lot of fucking drunk people. Tom seems very sober. His girlfriend comes in and she is not sober. And she comes up and she starts banging on the counter. I need a controller. I need a controller! That's basically... Nah. That's basically... That's really... That's a, nah. very, that's a very close... <laughs> that's a very close... I'm good at a 48-year-old drunk woman. Yeah, that's, I mean... You got a PS2 controller. I have to be honest with you, Pat. It's disturbing how close you are to this voice. If they got any one of those memory cards, too, for that. So she starts telling me about it, but then she starts talking about how it's broken. So they're going to buy a new system. And Tom's like, no, it works fine. We we just need a new controller. We need this memory card. Don't tell me what I need, man. (laughs) Don't tell me. She's like, well, what about a PlayStation 1? I'm like, we don't have it. And she's like, well, I'm going to come back to buy one. I'm going to buy a PS4. I'm like, okay. So then Tom is being really nice. Tom's being a sweetheart. He's like, sweetheart, we just need a controller. He's like, just calm down. He has a real deep voice. Sweetheart, we need it. So calm down, baby. He's he's like, he's like, look, I'm going to get you this controller and the memory card. And then you got three games at home and you can play these all day and I'll get some peace and quiet. That's what he said. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. no. What yeah. Did she, what did she say? She's like, Don't call me one piece of quiet out of my house. So, <laughs> no, and he says it in a laughing way. He's being very nice. Like, I need being to, jovial. I, I need to stress just how nice this man is and how awful this woman is. She sounds like the Fratelli mom from the Goonies, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I mean, in, in terms of sound, a little bit. A little bit. But so, slapping him around? Yeah, so... God. She immediately goes over to the PlayStation 2 section, game section. She's not listening to him. And he, she just starts picking all these games. I'm going to play this one. I want Where's the Harvey Birdman? Where is it? I want this one. And Tom's like, I don't have that kind of money. He's like, and then they start getting into an argument. He's like, you can't walk all over me and this, that, and the next thing. I'm like, oh, wow. No. Oh, no. Come on, Tom. Stand up for yourself, buddy. So Tom's sitting there and he's like, I was going to pay 20. He's like, I'll put 40 in towards this. He's like, it's for you. She's like, you play it as well. He's like, I play it because it keeps you happy. Yes. So he's like, I don't want to play these games. So, um, so then they get into an argument that they're, they're buying like $80 worth of stuff. And she's like, okay, okay. You put in 60, I'll put in 20. And he's like, no, I'll put in 
30. You put in the rest. And they have this argument back and forth. And eventually Tom's like, I'm putting in 40 and you're putting in 40. And she's like, I will not put in 40. And he goes to leave. And then she goes, she has like a little childlike conniption. (laughs) Brain just fucking loses it. And he comes back and he pays the 40 and then they leave. And then they walk away. (laughs) And she comes back in like 30 seconds later. How much for a controller? I have a controller for you, is what I hear coming from down the street. How long a controller? How long a controller? So, yeah, that was... that's. I felt bad for how, Tom. How do you still work in retail after all this time? I how, don't want to anymore. I mean, why... What's wrong with you, Ian? Someone who loves me offered me a great job. <laughs> we we could have done the, the daily podcast. <laughs> what, why are you laughing at that? I mean, we could. Ian, you just had to go. You just had to fucking take the plunge at some point. It's all I was waiting for. The CU podcast plunge. You didn't want to take the plunge. The Pepsi I, plunge. You had to. Um, did you, you want to do the other one? Or? No, no, that's, okay. that's good. The, the other one was very small. It was basically just this this woman, and she was very nice. Comes in with her kid. Her kid's like 12 years old. Someone was like, oh, maybe he was, you know, he had mental problems. You shouldn't talk about people online. And I'm like, look, it's my job. I can talk about people if I want. And this kid did not have any. This kid had no learning disabilities. No, Uh not that I could. He just walks in with his mom. He's like, hey, but up, up, up. And then he walks in and he sees the bongos and he goes over to him and he's just like, and there's four sets of them in the center thing. And there's a note on each one. Please do not bang on the bongos. <laughs> Big paper note. Like, you can't hit the bongos without hitting the note. <laughs> oh, sure. And, uh, yeah, and, you know, someone was like, well, move the bongos. Did you, so did you yell at him? I, oh, I stood up because he kept going and the mom wasn't saying anything. And I was like, why? Why won't you read the note? <laughs> you just exploded? Yeah, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't help it anymore. I stood up and said, why? Why won't you read the note? With your hands yeah, like this? Like, like, uh, like a fucking crazy person yeah. on the subway? What did the mom do? The mom laughed and goes, she literally laughed and turns to her son and was like, stop that. It's really annoying. <laughs> See, that's a nice mom. So I respect the moms nowadays to be like, don't you tell me how to raise my kid. No, you, the fucking, your kid's a no, brat. No, your she, kid should know how to read when he's she, 12. She laughed. She was like, I'm sorry. She's like, stop that. Knock it off. <laughs> it's annoying. Good on that, mom. So, Good on that, mom. People get mad at me when I talk about this stuff online and it's like, Lighten up, Francis. It's, there's nothing wrong with you're it. You're not taking. You're taking me far more seriously than you should. And yes, I do get the mad job is killing him. I don't, but, I don't know why he's still there, but, but this gives him some joy. Some this is his therapy session. Yeah, I got I got a vent. All right, so. Ian. Thanks for that. You're welcome, Ian. We got a Patreon poll topic every week. You can go to Patreon.com/slash/cupodcast. Raising that average up to two fifty. Yep, <laughs> back from two hundred. In third place, third and second place were really tight. I might keep them both for the next week. Uh, third place at twenty four percent. What retro game console would you want an entire library of? No questions asked. Second place, what bad games uh, have good soundtracks at twenty nine percent? In first place at forty seven percent, which is almost what it was last week, by the way. Ian, what would the CU podcast look like without <laughs> Pat? I'd probably discuss a lot more modern gaming. 
first and foremost. Okay. <laughs> I'd probably be able to keep up on that stuff. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that a hint? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of a hint. Um, I'd also probably take uh, a lot more... Um, I'd probably do a lot more, I don't know, esoteric topics. Well, first of, all, first of all, if, would it be an Ian solo podcast or would you want a partner? Oh, no, I'd have to find a partner. I would never do a solo podcast. Okay. Ever. Or just You don't think you have the cojones for it or you, you just don't feel like it's interesting you talking about I, I Yeah, I, I just can't listen to myself ramble for that long. I can't. Okay. So I'm thinking like someone like a, a Richard Masucci would be a real good co Oh, you think so? Me. You think yeah. it'd be some good interplay yeah. there? Oh, yeah, it'd be great. Um, you, you, you think that would be good? <laughs> yeah, that would be fantastic. You don't think he, he would say he was sick and not show up when he's really not sick? I mean, he might. Uh, anyways, uh, you know, so may, maybe him or, or um, you know, I could probably find someone else that was pretty good, too. <laughs> You're uh, going in a direction there for a no, second. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I thought we were going in a, a nice, tidy little skit direction there. He, no. He's got cold feet, I think. <laughs> Because we talk about it a lot. Um, I'd probably discuss some more music stuff. Uh, and okay. the podcast would probably be um, much shorter. <laughs> well, not shorter than this. We do an hour 15 Yeah, now. not shorter than this. If, if, we don't if, do those three-hour sessions anymore we used to. Or if, two it hours was, if it was just me, it would have to be a lot shorter. Um, if it was just it, you, would you do like a radio voice? Like, hey, this is Ian popping out in San Diego. It's clear skies and good tunes are happening. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly it. So, I mean, the, the, the podcast... Obviously, if if you change it too much, it wouldn't be the CU podcast. But if I if I did the CU podcast, I'd probably well, talk a bit more about modern stuff. I'd probably focus on indie games a lot. Well, let's put it this way: uh, Pat's not going to be around forever. You know, I could yeah. drop dead tomorrow. I, I would, you know, power of attorney to Ian for the podcast. You could take it over. <laughs> so, so, seriously though, it's a, it's a, it's a brand. You know, so it could be something to think about. You, you have those contingency plans. I can think of some people who would be fun as co-hosts. And, and, and I hate to say it, there might be a time where, I don't know, like maybe later this year where Pat needs a sabbatical since he, he hasn't gone on a real vacation in 12 years. Maybe you could think about a replacement for a week or two to help out. Eric you from want... Retail Archaeology would be a solid guy. So would okay. John Riggs. John Riggs would be a good one, too. Well, either within driving distance or... No, we just have to do it all do over the Skype? internet. Yeah. I'm just saying, not a hypothetical. That could be something that has to be addressed <laughs> later in the year. You know, because Pat not be, not be around for every week. You hear that, you two? You're my draft picks. But I think, I, and and it, it, it'll be fun. It'd be a different flavor, obviously. Yeah, you know, it was, it was a different flavor when I did it by myself. I don't know how I did them, but I think they're I think they're a little bit morose and some of them, and, and I was bitter and angry and because I was tired and exhausted. Um, and uh, do it, talking by yourself for t- by yourself for two hours or more just gets fucking tedious. Sure, especially when it's about video game topics. When I do the Nasukam podcast and talk about stuff, if it's fun, it's fun. But when you're talking about oh, what what fucking video game news? Do I got to talk about myself for ten minutes and do that twenty times in a row. It gets a little awkward. So, all right, I look forward to the Patless See You podcast. We'll check it out soon. We'll just say maybe around July. We'll maybe around say, July. Maybe. Maybe. Just hypothetically. We can prepare for it. But uh, we'll see about that. All right, so we got that podcast topic out of the way. Yep. Uh, so, all right. All right. We have a Q&A. Q&A time on the See You podcast. This is from at uh, Cult of Owls. Marcus Aurelius, who has been a name I've seen come up before, not the original, probably that would be kind of weird. Uh, can you discuss the rising prices of season passes, especially the $93, I think it is, Dead or Alive Six Path, which is just 
costumes and two DLC characters. This is just absolutely absurd. So, um, yes, season passes, the price of season passes has been rising. <coughs> you know, I mean, season they would start for, rising. you know, 20 bucks, I believe, was like a... Season pass rising. You know, that was, say, the season pass for uh, Zelda, uh, Breath of the Wild. But now you're getting season passes where you buy a game for 60 bucks and they're immediately expecting you to shell out another 50, 60 bucks. But this is the Zelda one, though, you get an entirely new game. Right? Yes. Yeah. Well, you get a bunch of new stuff. But yeah. I'm, I'm just making comparisons. So, like, with the Zelda one, he had 1999. <laughs> and that was, you know, that's reasonable for the amount of stuff. And there's other games that have done that as well. <laughs> the Fallout expansions early on were relatively cheap, but there was multiple. So nothing really compares to, like, Nintendo is doing it pretty slowly. But, so now, like, Destiny comes out, and then you get a, you know, a 40 to $60 season pass on something like that. And, yeah, the prices, you're basically buying, at this point, it literally feels like you're buying half a game for some of these. Sure. Because you're paying 60 and then you're expected to basically shell out another 60 to keep that game current for a year. Especially with these fighting games doing it, because they're adding characters that you're going to play against and need to know how to at least use or, you know, have experience with. So, Fighting games have done it for a long time, and the the passes are generally Capcom not. Start that. Yeah, they're generally not like cheap, but you know they're like nineteen ninety nine for a year's worth of characters or something like that, or twenty nine ninety nine. Well, Dead or Alive has always topped that. They've always been a little egregious. Um, the Dead or Alive six, the season pass is going to cost ninety three dollars, and it's like two characters, and um. A bunch of costumes. Costumes. Two characters. Two characters. And costumes for $93. And like almost 100 costumes or 65 costumes or something like that. And the game costs like 60 right? The game is 60 So you're looking at $153. Yep. Dropped nearly 100 bucks on two new characters and 62, uh, 62 costumes. Which is a lot of costumes, but that's a dollar a costume. I mean, if you're looking they... at $15 a character. And generally, characters are usually only five bucks. And most other fighting games, when you download them, five to eight bucks. Holy shit. Yeah. So, sure, if you like costumes, that's a lot of costumes. But not no one needs that, that many costumes. Now, it, it's... Are they, are they preying upon, I'll just say, a certain character or a certain fan that would go out of their way to buy all these costumes? No, definitely not with two packs, one being called Happy Wedding Costumes Volume 1 okay. and Happy Wedding Costumes not Volume at all. 2. Okay. Or the My Shiranui Debut Costumes Pack. Yeah. Is she the one with the gigantic ones? My Shiranui? My Shiranui is I know uh, that King name. of Fighters. Oh, okay. There, but she's going to have a special... Yeah, but I know that name. That's that's yeah. a, one of the infamous characters, isn't it? Well, My Shiranui is King of Fighters, not Dead or Alive. No, but and I'm yes. saying I've oh, heard yeah. that name for oh, yeah, a reason. Of course. She is... Huge boobs. Okay, so that's why. But that's a specific costume yeah. pack. Yep. So that's again a certain type oh, of video game. Sure, fan. sure. Um, oh my god, yes. That, <laughs> that might not. Why so I looked up my Shiranui. Holy shit! So it lists everything: happy wedding costume pack, costume pack volume one, costume pack volume two, additional character my Shiranui, my Shiranui debut costumes, additional new character unannounced. Additional new character debut costumes. Uh, that might not seem like a lot, but it works out to about a dollar costume and 15 for each additional character, which, that yeah, that pricing's weird. 
Um, plus, there's peace of mind from knowing that you're completely covered for Dead or Alive 6 DLC for three months. For three more months afterwards, if we decide <laughs> to do something else. Because there, there uh, will be more. So, this was not... This is not new. Um, in Dead or Alive 5, final round, there were DLC packs with costumes that were over $100. Okay. I mean, it's insane. Not saying it's not insane. I'm just saying this is not new for Dead or Alive. And uh, I will say this. I'm sure that the... I'm sure that the characters will be released without the season pass, but this just shows that there is a market for it. They're not doing this if there isn't a market. I will say this, that this fan base is very vocal, vociferous, if I can say that. In terms of the scale of attacks we've gotten, the DOA fan base has gone after us. At least Heaven more forbid than once. I say a girl looks like she's 15. But even before that, <laughs> her saying stuff is a little bit just a little over top and creepy. They go in on you for that, for saying, like, how dare you say, hey, I'm not saying it's illegal for you to like this stuff. I just think personally it's creepy. Like, you know. If you want to play a one-handed fighting game, that's fine. Sure. I'm not even saying it's one-handed, but, you know, when the whole, when half of the franchise value is, you know, the jiggle factor to you in your fighting game, I'm just saying. Now, it's hard I, to take it serious that Tecmo yes. wanted to make this game uh and they did it a little bit with five, and now they're trying to do it with this because Dead or Alive are fun fighting they're, games. They're but, technically fun games, but mechanically they're they're fun. They said they wanted this one to be taken more seriously, well, so they not. were eliminating jiggle mechanics and all that stuff. I remember, but when you have a wedding costume, but then when you come on, but then when you throw ninety three dollars of DLC content, most of which that is costumes, come on. that is probably skimpy. Co- or I'm going to assume there's at least some bikinis and bathing suits in there. Yeah, and, and the franchise is is like the opposite of most when there's barely any male characters compared to all the females. So you ripped out so, you ripped out that aspect of it, and now you're just charging for it separately. And you bring in a name I only know about because she has huge bajangas oh. from another franchise. I mean, that's the only reason I've heard of her. I think because she's I actually, a classic character, man. Yeah, but I don't, the only reason okay, the only thing reason I heard of it is because that was the joke that Matt Pat did in the in the uh, Chris's video about which one's bigger, my shoe's left breast or right breast. It was like a joke he did in the video, so I didn't. Okay, she must have giant ones because of that. That's all. All right. Well, that's a that's an interesting uh, interesting topic. I, I think it's a, extremely nuts, and they're preying upon. I'll just say a certain type of fan. That's all. Okay, we are here with Prosecco in hand for the 150th, 150th episode. See you, podcast memories. Cheers. Cheers. All right, celebration. Mm. All right. Anything you want to say before we go into the hashtag? No, let's let's just go right to the hashtag and see what people are going to say. You don't want to say something? You've been feeling better since the 100th episode, you said? Well, I have been feeling better since the 100th episode. I mean, before that, too, but it's been nice to have a solid chunk done now. You know, it feels like I'm actually back. You're back. You've been back since the the, 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 the Goldberg a, return. Put a, put a sandwich in this hand. Okay. <laughs> so here's some CU podcast memories. Uh, rather than a specific topic, I'm just going to run through a bunch of them. Uh, my memories are the summer of my sophomore year in high school. I was away at summer camp and really wanted to go home. I found the CU podcast being subscribed to past channel. Thought I'd give it a try. Uh, sealed is a memory. I mean, it's not. Uh, Ian having a tall ice cold Takati during each episode, then having to rush through the end of the Q&A so he could pee. Yeah, that, that is was the first few years, and I did not like that at all. That was, that was fun. A little, 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 uh, little unprofessional, but okay. Yeah, nothing unprofessional about having to pee. No, it's never professional about drinking enough that you have to pee well, during mean, the podcast. I mean, I drink plenty of water and I have to pee, too. I, I don't miss the Takatis. I don't miss... I'm I not do. saying Ian would show up drunk to the podcast. I thought he drank a little bit too much every once in a while on the podcast. I didn't like it. It was like a beer. 
It, it helped for some podcasts, though, where you know he was nice and loose to go off on Zack Snyder. You know, so it was fun. Ian's defense of garbage plates. Oh, yes. Garbage plates. That was a couple years ago. Yeah. I'm glad that someone remembers Which is what was it? Beans and what the fuck was it? A garbage plate. Baked beans? A garbage plate. Listen. Mac salad. French fries. Home fries. Baked beans. Pick two. Well, I I love mac and cheese. I don't like beans. Mac salad. Oh, mac salad. Yeah. Oh, shit. French fries. Home fries. Mac salad. Beans. Pick two. Definitely beans. You want protein. I would do... Beans and either, ooh, that's tough. Bean, I'll do beans and mac salad. All right, then you, then you throw uh, the basic ones. You throw two cheeseburger patties on top, okay. ketchup, mustard, a handful of chopped onion, and uh, what's known as uh, is it chopped meat or patties? Patties. It's actually patties. Yeah, it's patties. Okay. And then uh, you top uh, you top it with what's known as um, a Texas sauce or hot sauce, which is uh, kind of like a, a very fine meat sauce. I'm getting hungry. I'm in fasting. Okay. They're delicious. Okay. Uh, when Pat raged over Devin Faraci's borderline slanderous article, no, it was slanderous, on James Rolfe's video on why he didn't review Ghostbusters 2016. Then the fall of Faraci and discussion on that. I don't try to revel in people's misfortune, but he really went too far. He's the biggest fucking <laughs> slime ball ever. Oh, yeah. And I'm glad that uh, he was found out for the piece of shit he really was. He yeah. was fired from all his jobs. Biggest fucking scumbag how he treated women. And then he goes off on my friend James to try to say that he hates women. Fucking piece of shit. Uh, all those assholes that slandered James during that time. Some apologize. I think Patton Oswalt might have apologized. Not personally, but maybe online. But that was ridiculous. Um, I'll be peeing in a Dixie cup of... Ne- what? What the fuck? I think he, I think someone just uh, bought God RCU podcast memories hashtag in it. Oh, can't go wrong with Pat's bedroom Batman rant. Pat's bedroom Batman rant. I, I mean, it must have been like the first episode of the second episode. Oh, the, yeah, we the bed. We recorded in the, the bedroom. bedroom. Okay, okay. Did I did I have more of a rant or you did? Pat versus Paulie D. Fuck you, Paulie oh, D. That was great. That was great. Fucking handed out condolences. Oh, we, we got a problem. <laughs> oh my god! I want that smoke. <laughs> Fucking oh my Jesus Christ! Disgusting! Feeding, feeding people cannoli filling with a pastry bag, which, which sounds unsanitary, by the way. Probably delicious. A stuff. fucking dude in a Mario costume with an Italian flag oh, on stage. Oh fuck! <laughs> Jesus Christ! At uh, Winter Ion, Daniel Greenberg, our pal, writing for Super, Super Channel Guidebook. Live recordings are always fun. How many different conventions have you recorded? See you podcasts uh at oh god everyone we've done uh too many games uh, a video game con in jersey uh portland obviously uh mm-hmm. socal uh phoenix game on expo it's five what am i missing from the, those am i yeah. missing any i don't the, know is that the heavy hitters you never went to Roger blues with me right no i think it was the five we've done yeah and they're all fun yep uh, i might be missing one um the time Ian imagined Pat turned into a grape lollipop. That's still one of my favorite uh, things a listener has put together. That's a great video. Well, I turned to a lollipop and Ian like, licks his lips at the right moment. Yep, uh, like like those old uh, cartoons. Uh, Sonic Adam says it has to be the mom man. Mom man! That was when we did the like five or six <laughs> episodes at Ian's place while in the middle of moving. Uh, every time every time Ian remembered the Patreon URL in the first try. It's happened a few times. It has. <laughs> it's happened. <laughs> Remember the one time he, uh, Ian did that thing? You responded by saying you did. Ah, good times, funny little bitch. Of course, little bitch. Uh, one of the first uh, tales from the game store. Yeah, one of the first. 
Momoa Mom Man update in Robert Stack voice. The many tales from the game store has only been about three or four, if, well, if you don't count the previous Well, there's one. been, I mean... Well, as, I didn't, I didn't a, coin the phrase until recently. Not as a second. Ian's love of Batman versus Superman, Danny Sullivan. I don't know what you're talking about with that. How you handled the end of your YouTube career. <laughs> I think we've handled it well. I think we've handled it I think we took it, it well. in stuff. Coleco, Switch Reveal, Hashteroids. Oh, God, that's one of my favorite Hashteroids was one of my favorites. <laughs> Aquaman Justice League reveal trailer. Aquaman Justice League? I mean, just Justice League. NES Classic Reissue, Ian's Recovery. Also be sure to mention a certain NES guidebook and Danny Sullivan's Indie Heat. Damn it. He's, wow. Uh, the, I like the time you reminisce about Christmas mornings. The Venom Quakes, Quaker Oats debacle. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Symbios and Ian revealing the world that he is fearful <laughs> of the, Quaker of the Oats kindly fan. Quaker Oats guy. Then a, then a guy did a creepy fucking video on it. I don't know if you ever saw that. No. There's a creepy YouTube video about the guy talking about Quaker Oats meal and the relationship to your mother. It's really, it's creepy as fuck. Neat. Um, the triumphant return of Ian from his health hiatus. Ian still doesn't like that I did that, but I thought it was good. I hated it. But as long as everyone had fun. Ian doesn't like theatrics. Um, Ian Stalker Saga, the time of Scumbag Seller listing was taken down right when you guys were talking about it. It did happen. I don't know which one that was. Tim Atwood Saga. The GameStop Retro Initiative Saga. That was a saga. That was that was like the, uh, our, our version of... Of uh, this, this, what the hell this this asshole uh, putting out the fucking Zelda song, Cleo Chameleon Saga, my favorite moment so, so far. Uh, the time when Ian returned from a long hiatus, Denny's and Atari collab. I don't know if, if we've last, laughed as much as we did uh, both of us in a segment. <laughs> trying, I don't know if we have. That was, a, that was a great one. When you ripped Rooster Teeth up and down because they went after Jeff Gersman's uh, Fallout Four review. How I found you guys? Yeah, we did. We uh, wow. We took him to the woodshed. I don't know if we would have been as harsh nowadays. That, but yeah. Did you know that there's a, there was a commercial for Hashtroids? No. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm about to watch it. Uh, a hand washing gate. Well, that's that's fairly recent. Uh, when you guys continually shit on the Atari VCS even from the beginning. Well, well, how much we shit on? It's just a bad idea. Uh, Ian Story Ranch dressing. The three stories that had the little bitch line. There was three stories. Little bitch. I don't remember. Halloween Christmas stories, Calico Chameleon. Diablo Man Babies, who insisted your career is over because you called them out in their entitlement. DuckTales theme at the beginning. Well, I brought it back. Pat and Ian completely smacking down the Fine Brothers. Uh, Pat's fake crying is what sells the scene. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was good. <laughs> uh, listening to Pat talk about his haunted house while at my j- night job all alone. I was paranoid at every mundane noise like the building AC turning on. He still doesn't believe me when it comes to my stories. I don't believe anyone. Even though his family believes in the stuff he doesn't. It's like my dad. Cynic and all. That's <laughs> fair. That's uh, fair. All right, that, that's a good rundown of some of them. Yeah. Um, there's some of the people that put the hashtag, the limited button. I don't know how I came up with that fucking idea. I don't know. It was sitting here. So I just started hitting it. Uh, crazy Kid's birthday party went to. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, all right. Well, it's been... A, Fun 150. That sure has. It's been decent. We've had a lot of fun. It's been all right. Um, we're probably missing a couple of big moments. Lollipop Days cartoon. Check it out. Check out Pat and Ian in Lollipop Days. Days. Yes. <laughs> oh, the time you talked about working, the horrible time working for the video store. Oh, you mean Suncoast? Those pieces of shit? Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I spoke about that a couple of times. That was the worst ever. Uh, Pat being sexually aroused by the collector coming out with dozens of seal stains. <laughs> oh, yeah, Tim the, Atwood. The Tim Tim's Atwood. doing well. Uh, he's doing okay. Um, 
any of the Denny's collab. Wow, I almost forgot about that Devin Faraci one. I want to go back and watch that. I probably fucking tore tore his throat out. I don't I don't even remember that. Was that at your place? It might have been at your place that stuff happened a year and a half ago or two years ago. Mm, when they... I think it was even before then. Fucking slime ball. Happens sometimes. A lot of guys that proclaim the loudest, oh, you're, you hate women. A lot of times those are guys are the slimy ones. It's the way it works. Not always. It happens sometimes. Trying to cover up their own shitty fucking behavior. Anyway, all right. Well, this was a fun see you podcast. There we go. 150. Why look at my eyes like that, dreamy? That's a lot of. Uh, that's that's. We'll just say on average 300 hours we spent together. <sighs> Fuck doing the pod. <laughs> not counting the prep, not counting uh, the phone calls. Yeah, we're just counting- talking in person. 300 hours. Let's do some pat math. Oh, we gotta mention pat math. Without the calculator, 300 hours, that's 24, that's, uh, it's like, what is that? It's, uh, that's like 13 days. 13 days we've spent together. Yeah. Just recording. Is that right? I don't know. <laughs> You're like, I don't I'm, care. I'm about to find out. 300 divided by 24. 12.5! Wow, Pat Math on point! Wow! <clears throat> wow, there it is. There's the poster. Wow, didn't use a calculator. Woo! On point. There it is. Price of right rules up closest. I didn't go. Oh, I did go over. Price of right. I was close. I went over. All right. That's Ian Ferguson. That's me. I'm Pat Contry. Him. If you're listening to this on audio, we're going to go on Twitch right now and have some fun. See you later.